Hi, welcome to the podcast called Blossom with Kelly. This is Kelly, and I'm very happy to be here and share with you some tools that help me move from fearful victim mode to survival and getting by to thriving and feeling amazing as well as creating each day as a masterpiece. And that is what today's podcast is about. How do you make it the most amazing day ever? One of the tools that I do is to look at my day from the end of the day backwards and I contemplate what would be the feeling I would have at the end of the day if my day flowed and I, I was able to have um, that most masterpiece perfect day? What is the feeling? And this is an exercise you can do right now if you wanted to. You might want a notepad. But if you just take a moment to bring your body into a place that's still, if you're standing, just pause for a moment with your feet on the ground so you're feeling some stillness. If you're sitting, notice what you're sitting on. Let your feet come to the floor. Take one hand. Let's take the left hand and place it on your heart center. So just right on the breastbone with a soft touch, a receptive palm. And begin to feel the movement of your breath as it goes through the ribcage into the lungs and back out again. So as you're slowing your heart rate down and bringing your body awareness into your heart, ask your heart, what is a feeling that you would like to have at the end of your day today? And then be in the waiting, the receptivity for that feeling to come through you versus thinking about what you want the feeling to be. I'd like it to come from your body and specifically from your heart. I have found that the heart center is the, the doorway into connecting inside myself as well as to connecting to others. So we're using it as a doorway to connect into what we want to create for our day and letting that heart come forth. So once you get that quality, write it down on your piece of paper and put a circle around the quality, the feeling. Now you want to make sure it's a feeling. So if you start the statement with, I feel, and then you can put the word in there, then you know it's a feeling. It's not um, a physical quality that we're manifesting yet. Just the feeling first. Then you can even ask your heart, is this the right one? And your, this part of your body, just wait, this part of your body will respond in some way. And this is where you're getting, this is a, a really important tool and a chance to let your body wisdom speak before anything else. So if, you're, if it's not quite the right word, feelings, there's thousands of them, and they're just like shades of color. And we wanna get really clear from this body communication that it is the feeling that is resonant with the deepest part of your heart. So give yourself as much time as you need for this practice and then refine it so it is the word that you feel resonant with. Over time, you'll be able to do this very quickly and you'll feel it from your body. This, by the way, is an excellent skill for communication. You'll learn by practicing this that your language will change and you'll pause and wait more often so that the words that you choose come from the deepest place of truth through your heart. Okay, so once you've written it down, underneath it, I'd like you to write down three sensations of that feeling. So a sensation in your body of that feeling. Is there, is there if you're feeling, I wanna feel sensual, 
then you could go to your body and say, body, where do I feel sensual? And you could write down the area of the body, the, the sensations that come forth with, sens with sensual, feeling sensual. So that might be a sensation of tingle or uh, a sensation of expansiveness. It's going to be different for everybody, but generally sensory language is uh, vibration, tingly constriction, expansion, um, sensations of ache, a throb, a tension. It could also be um, a, a sensation of feeling powerful, tall, short, heavy, light. So as you're pondering that, give yourself a few moments here. You can even stop the podcast if you need to and find the resonant words that come from your body that describe the sensations of the feeling. Once you find those three, write them down. And I put little lines coming out from the circle that's around the feeling, and then I write down what those three sensations are. So once you've done that exercise, we've, we've got a starting point for our day. And what we wanna do is to develop the very best, most amazing masterpiece day. Uh, one of the greatest ways in, there's the heart and the body that we just started with, but there's also in positive psychology, gratitude is a way to um, move ourselves into a vibration or a feeling that is open and receptive. And open receptivity is where creativity begins. So I usually go into either allowing something that I see as, beauti as beautiful, so I'll use my senses and look around, or my sense of smell, or my sense of touch, or my eyesight, and I allow that whatever it is I'm seeing, sensing, tasting, touching, to come in. So I, I let it come into my body so I can be in appreciation of it. For me, uh, one of the things on the way driving my son to school um, was looking in my rearview mirror and seeing him putting his head down. He was tired and just feeling this immense amount of love for his him in my life. And I really treasured it. I just breathed it in and let that feeling of love go inside me deeply. And that can shift out fear, anxiety, um, if we tend to create stories and there's a lot of mental thinking, it'll shift that out. So take a moment now and become aware of what's around you and where you can become more grateful. This could be as simple as just a color or the shape of something. Just bringing appreciation in for this moment in all its textures and all its uniquenesses, how this moment is different for you. And let that be appreciation of savoring. So you're, you're letting it in and you're feeling it for a period of time. Most often we'll say, I'm grateful for this, and then we're on to the next thing. But, but we can savor gratitude and it becomes much more powerful and much more of an embodied sensation of gratitude is good right down into the cellular health of our body. <clears throat> the next thing I do is create from this little circle on your piece of paper three steps going up into the circle and then three steps going even higher and these are the steps that I take to refine my attention 
Attention is one thing that we all have access to and have control of. So our choices and how we refine attention has to do with, it's a resource of our body, mind, spirit, and emotions. So we can go into having the clearest, most refined and expansive attentional awareness that we then have the ability to direct. And this means that we're not just mentally aware of something. We are aware down into the cells of our body, our emotions, our mind, and our spirit. We have access to all these parts of our cells to make choices from and to create from. And this is what takes something from an okay day to a masterpiece of the day. It's not what we produce or what we get done. It's our ability to hone in on receptivity in mind, body, spirit, and emotion and being uncluttered in all those places and receptive. So if we start at the bottom of the stairs, the first step is about letting go. So we have to clean every day. (laughs) We have to purify and empty so that we are fresh to be fully open in the moment. And that means that we have some kind of practices in letting go or clearing what needs to be cleared. Any feelings in my body around um, feeling anxiety or feeling a low grade level of fear or dreading a day or looking at something that I wanna procrastinate around or feel perfectionistic around, those are all things that weigh me down and that don't get me closer to the feeling I want to manifest at the end of my day. So I first have to become aware of what emotions are, um, what's the emotional environment that I'm in at the moment. And consciously I let it go. I become aware that I don't have to let my feelings be in charge. I can become aware of them, I can breathe through them, and they will change. So the first step is awareness and letting go. The second step is about relaxing your body. Our nervous system is designed to be both excitable as well as to be able to stay relaxed. And often for many of us, we chug down sugar and coffee in the morning to get that vibe of movement happening. But that's not a real uh, resourceful place for real energy. So what I would suggest is that you go into your body and you bring yourself into a place of stillness. And what you'll notice is that in that stillness, your nervous system will have some kind of impulse. There'll be some kind of twitch or an urge to move or to shift weight. Pain may come forth. These are all wonderful. Embrace all of the sensations as part of your experience. If you have to move, move from a place of responding, slowness, noticing first and seeing if maybe you don't have to do any physical response. It could be not moving the body, but simply breathing or staying with something for a while to see if it changes. This is where we're developing attention and awareness that can sometimes be in a place of avoiding something that is happening in our body that we need to tend to before we tend to other things. This is also where we start to become more receptive to the body as a tool and to develop trust that we have the power and the ability to shift things that are happening under the surface And you don't need anything for this. All you need to do is be still. The next step 
is to practice listening. Listening is probably one of the greatest skills over this last year that I found was absolutely necessary and needed. I, I think that in this day and time, for us to overcome a lot of the challenges that we learn about and that we see on social media and that are happening and changes in our lives, we have to access a higher power or at the very least our own intuition. And that won't be a clear place until we practice being still with our body and being open to allow our minds to be receptive. And that can happen through listening. Listening can be a tool. So if you take a moment and just in your stillness, listen to your surroundings. You've been hearing my voice talk and when we hear something, it's a vibration that comes into us that we feel through our whole body, not just our ears. So listening is actually a whole body process and it happens when our nervous system is relaxed, when we place our attention on what's coming in. And it, listening is pretty amazing. It's, it's such a, a beautiful place to rest. So as you're listening to my voice, also notice the, the sounds in your surrounding and eventually even outside of your immediate surrounding. So I can hear these, um, the insects outside down here in Sarasota, Florida are like a symphony or an orchestra. I, I think they're called chicadas. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. But they use their legs and they make this sound that goes into a wave. I think they do it to, to hear each other and connect, but it gets louder. It's peaking right now. And it goes through waves. It gets really loud and then it'll slowly come back down to be quiet for a little while and then it'll come back. And it's really fascinating. But there are also sounds sometimes of, in my environment, of cars that I can hear going by at various distances or sounds of other animals. And it's a layered effect. So there's those sounds, there's the sounds that I hear of my own voice, and then there's the sounds in my room of my house with, you know, house sounds like air conditioning or lights sometimes make subtle sounds. Listening is a practice that we become better at it when we practice it can hear the peak of the insects right here now. So now we're moving through the bubble that has our, our feeling we want to manifest and we're moving up three more steps that have more to do, the bottom three have more to do with the body and as we're moving up we're moving more into how do we hone our attention? How do we engage with life and stay open and receptive at the same time? So imagine it like a conversation you would have with someone and you're hearing what they're saying while also staying open for a creative idea to come through and also regulating your own desire to respond or to offer advice or to do anything. So this takes a lot of regulation of all those bottom three steps of letting go of any fear or emotions that are there, of trusting receptivity and letting your nervous system stay calm, of listening and staying open, and then moving up more into how do we engage while we're also doing this. It's like adding balls to someone who's learning to um, juggle. 
So this next step up is about list making. It takes a little bit of thinking. <clears throat> and this is where I list those things that I know realistically if I accomplish them, the simplest things on my best days, these are the things that I definitely get done. And they're the things that I do that bring me into the vibration or the energy that I want to have, that I want to bring to what it is I, I want to do that day or, or need to do that day. So some of those practices for me include getting some kind of exercise. Ideally, it's dancing. I love to dance. I add to it by bringing it outdoors in the elements and adding, especially in the morning, the sunlight really brings me a lot of great energy. Oftentimes I'll even video these and videoing them gives me a chance to be right in that creative juiciness of starting my day with creating versus consuming. And this philosophy of creating versus consuming is really um, something that I've been embodying and practicing and it, it really is life-giving. So the first thing in the morning, I, I do my best to not get on my phone and try to create first. So I'll either do journaling, I might do dancing, that's, and then I might also, um, a new practice I've been doing is drinking water with lemon every morning and just the ritual of it. And it also has this really great feel through my throat. It helps me to clear my lungs. And just knowing that when I do that, that it's um, setting the tone for my day to be one of those greatest days. Now I find that these morning things that I do, they can't be things that I always do and it just has to be done like from a neurotic or a compulsive point of view. It, they are things that I, at the end of the day, appreciate. So one of the things for me is making my bed. And I don't feel like I have to make my bed for others, um, but there is something about it at the end of the day when I get into a freshly made bed, it, there's a feeling of accomplishment that I, right down to the smallest detail, have done some things for myself that make me feel um, like I'm cared for. So that's the first step. The next step is to list those things that you would like to have complete by the end of the day, but you're not gonna be perfectionistic about or get into self-sabotaging. So these are gonna be the stretchy things. For me, they're, they're my work tasks. Um, they might be where I start to push push my edge of athleticism or um, caring for the kids. It might be wanting to just go, my goals get a little bit more challenging. So this is where I throw a few of those in. And then the very top one, the top step, is where we reflect on our the space that we're in and how our attention is feeling in our body. Are we feeling in the body what being empty and engaged and open and receptive feels like in the body. In nature, it's the animal, like a cat. My cat likes to be outside and he'll watch geckos. Those are little lizards. And it's amazing to watch them. My cat will sit there and, and, and stare and there's a sense that he's hearing me and noticing me. He's noticing all the sounds in his environment. He's highly focused on the get-go. And he's also playful. His tail is swagging and he's feeling some joy and he's showing signs that this is engaging him fully, but he's completely open for anything else to happen at the same time or at least noticing everything. So this is the feeling we want to have about the target is having the best, most amazing day, to have a masterpiece creation, like a piece of art that we really can appreciate at the end of the day. So all day long, we want to keep our eye on that's the target. 
but other things are happening around us. We're having to make choices. We're driving places. Things get in the way and we have to redirect. So keeping your eye on that target, but at the same time being able to move on and off and circular and around and adjusting yourself. And that takes just resiliency in all these steps we've done. Where you're breathing, taking time out here and there, and maybe even bringing your journal paper with you or take a picture of it on your phone if you're going to work so that you can look at it over your lunch hour. Oh, okay, so that is how to make the most beautiful, amazing day. And I'm getting ready to start videoing now a workshop, hour-long workshop on the brain and play. And I've just learned all this really wonderful, amazing information that I can't wait to relay in my own way to you about how play could change the world. (laughs) And even in those power situations um, where we're feeling that we are not in the powerful place we want to be or there's someone powering over us a little bit and we're trying to figure out how to stay in relationship to that. I've got some great information about how play, the tools of play, what kinds of play and some scientific information that will back up that play could really change, um, change the direction of a lot of those dynamics. So if that interests you, this will be a workshop on my website at www.kaimoves.com, hopefully in a day or two. And in it, you'll also get the hour-long video dance that I created called Organica that focuses on play in the feet. So it's an excellent one to start to work with the mind, body, spirit, and emotions and embodying them in a deeper way so that you can play in life and create every day as a masterpiece. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts. I'm sure having fun giving them and I will share more soon. Bye. Thanks for listening.